I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like I just see pain and suffering. Feels like something's draining the life out of me. Somebody's screaming and yelling. <laughs> kind of going crazy. You think she should move out? If it were me, I would. I don't like feeling like I'm being watched. There was a massacre in the 1830s, the bandits, outlaws. I don't know, I think this guy was murdered. What's some Ku Klux Klan activity? I get some uncomfortable gatherings, probably like KKK. Uh, a lot of death. There's something down there. My name is Amy Allen. A lot of dead people are here. I see dead people. This is not good. I speak to dead people. He is very pissed off. And they speak to me. The house is angry. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. He's killed people. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. He got shot at his house? And I know every person, every house has secrets. Aren't you terrified being here? It's my job to reveal them. That sounds like something out of The Exorcist. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicated during an investigation. Until the very end. It's bad. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay, I'd like some answers. Or time to get out. To avoid influencing each other, Amy and I conduct our investigation separately. When we're done, we meet to share our findings and hopefully help our clients. I'm just outside of Austin, Texas, in a town called Cedar Park. I'm here to meet with a woman who claims to have experienced a lot of crazy things in and around her home. She lives in the middle of the woods and feels trapped inside by the evil she believes is outside. She thinks her life is in danger, but she's refusing to leave. I'm hoping Amy and I can help her out. Before Amy enters the location, I have to cover or remove all personal items, including religious icons. This way, the client's possessions won't influence Amy's perceptions during her walk. <laughs> 
As I approach this location, I can already hear dead people speaking to me. There's lots of death and pain and sorrow here. They're telling me this is a very unstable place and that there are many different entities here, all with their own agendas. I'm seeing like a lot of bones. There is pain and suffering. I'm so glad you're here. What's going on? I'm seeing things, hearing things, and I think it's affecting my health. Okay. It's probably the worst health I've ever had in my life. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you own this place or you rent? No, I'm renting it. You rent? Right. So walking away from it's not a big deal. It shouldn't be at all. I should be, like, running. Yet I feel the end of the world if I leave this property. So you, you have a connection to this property? Uh, an emotional connection like a woman to a bad man. Right, the stuff that's going on, is it more in the house or outside? I'd say 85% of it's out here. Outside? Yes. There is um, a strong dislike for the people who live here, but the people who are outside. There's a major clash, but they don't come in here. Okay. They don't come inside. They make it known in other ways. Like what? Knocking at the door. Shaking the trees. Hooting and hollering. Pretty powerful stuff. Big clash. So, Annie, you said a lot of activity happens out here in the woods. What's going on? What do you see here? Up over here, I've seen men that look like Indians, just moving amongst the trees. And you mentioned shadow people? The shadow people, there's two to four of them. And where I've seen them is literally right here where we're standing, right in this area. and watch them just kind of move around back in here between the trees. They're about as black as your shirt, deep black smoke that's contained in the shape of a figure. Now, is there any place else on the property you can show me that you've seen some stuff? Absolutely. Okay. In the middle of the night, I got up, got out of bed, got my dog and saw what appeared to be figures in hoods and long robes walk in a line from one end of this field across in front of me and simply fade into the brick wall. Scared me to death. They come across, they hit that wall and disappear. Yes, right through it, as if it wasn't there. There's these people and they're making a big bonfire. They're drinking and hanging out. There's like some negative reason why they're together. Okay, how do they look? 
They're completely white. Their jeans are white, their shirt's white, their skin's white, their hair's white, their eyes are completely white. That's not good. It's bad, really bad. Annie, can you describe what kind of pains you're going through? Well, I have a degenerative disc disease in my back. And it seems the more the activity, the pain spikes with it, and the fatigue gets worse. The activity and your pain seems to go hand in hand. Does that sound right? Yes, it does. Feels like something's draining the life out of me. The people who are outside, they're causing issues. It's causing emotional distress. I think it might make them physically sick. Are you picking up on like, symptoms? Gut, intestine, you know. Very bad. It's all inside of them. In this particular room, I've seen a man who is always in this area when I see him. This corner here. That corner right there. And he's medium height, 50-ish, kind of rotund with a ruddy complexion. Does he look at you? I think sometimes he's watching me. What it feels to me emotionally is that he's lost. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Something standing there. Why do you say thing? Oh. Uh -oh. Oh, boy. Hmm. I think it's a shadow person. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Oh, boy. I think it's a shadow person. Shadow people are evil entities. No one knows where they come from, but they're very dangerous. Somebody is screaming and yelling. Like a maniac. A woman yelling at something something standing there. I'm seeing this shadow person through the eyes of a woman who is terrified. I'm like trying to figure out if it's a real shadow person or if that's how she's perceiving it. Because I'm definitely seeing it from her, her perspective. If that's really what she saw, that's really creepy. But as I take a closer look, it appears that this is really a dead man. I just see his hair kind of wavy, thick, wavy, maybe 40s, and bad things did happen. Bad things did happen. Joel, how long have you lived here? Uh, since August last year. Now, what's your relationship with Annie? She's, she's like a stepmom to me. She's a very, very, very close friend of mine. You work as a truck driver? Mm-hmm. How often are you here? Normally, I'm here once every six months. When you first moved in here and Annie told you what was going on, I mean, what, what was your impression of that? I thought it was just hocus pocus. And that, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, unfortunately, I have seen it. And I felt it. Well, let me ask you, do you think she should move out? Yeah, because I don't know if it's going to hurt her. What experiences have you had here? I've walked into the room about 2 o'clock in the morning, and it feels like somebody just stuck my finger in a light socket. You mean like a uh, charge? It's, yeah, it's like electrical charge. You get shocked. Just by walking in? Just by walking in the room. Your hair will stand up on end. I've been touched on that bed. Like, I've had a full hand on the side of my face, stroking my face. It's freezing cold when it touches me. It's like icicles. What about outside? Outside is a totally different story. Normally, I don't go out after sunset. A guy like you? There's just stuff out there that I don't know, and I don't like feeling like I'm being watched. 
there were bad things around. It was like outside. What's happening outside? All I know is that it's not right. I got the word Satan. So Joel, why are we out here? I've been grabbed in the driveway, literally like forcibly grabbed. And at the same time it happened, I sounded like somebody was saying, hey, really loud. Has anything else happened to you over here? There's been a couple of times that I've come out here, and if you look by where those trees are at, you'll see like it's a full body person standing there. What time of the day are you seeing them? Right as the sun starts to go down. You'll see them up in the trees. In the tree? Yeah. And you can actually see them looking down on you. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. There's like people in the trees. A lot of people in the trees. Was this something that happened in the past or is this happening now? I don't know. Describe them for me. You don't ever see the whole entire, like a human body, three dimensional. It's only two-dimensional. You either see the front side or you see the back side. So like a cutout? Yeah, it's kind of like a cardboard cutout of a human body. Okay. They do look weird. What do they look like? Like if you drew them on a piece of paper and then just cut it out. But they're like white paper cutout? Like paper, paper white. And they're like jumping from tree to tree to tree to tree to tree. Um, and there's like yelling and, and hollering. Do you see the facial features at all? If they get close enough, sometimes you can see like a white mist. Okay. But you don't actually see eyes or anything like okay, that. Okay, so you don't, you're not seeing features. No, I'm not actually seeing features. What's your biggest concern? I don't know what this stuff is. And I don't know if it's gonna come in the house. And they mm, like make the trees shake and hit the house. And they bang on the walls, they knock at the door, things like that. And they make noises, like weird noises. Why? They just, they don't like the people who live here. They are disgusted. Annie mentioned seeing an apparition of a guy in her dining room. So I'm looking into the property's history, and it turns out that the last resident was a man named Furman Goforth. He died in 2001, but I've still got questions that these records can't answer. Well, Marlene, uh, during my research, I understand that you lived here with your husband? Yes. Okay. Furman. Now, I saw in the records that he had passed away. Yes, he did. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Okay, did he die in the house? Yes. He died May 22nd on our wedding anniversary. I'm going to ask you a bizarre question, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but did you ever experience seeing things in the woods or in the house or anything like that? Only in the night. 
that my husband died. I know that sounds crazy. And I swear that night when I went to bed, he was over me <laughs> in the bedroom. And I swear I saw him and like he was making sure I was okay. And then after that, I never saw him again. Uh, someone wanted to be here. I think it's just a dead guy. Yeah, I think it's a dead guy. As I walk around this location, I keep encountering the dead man I saw inside. He has a strong attachment to this property and seems to be searching for something or someone that's no longer here. He died uh, in, at the property or very, very, very close to here. And he walks through the house. He walks around in there. But he is, he's kind of a scary guy. I don't like him. During my research, I was able to find the original owner of Andy's property, this guy named S.C. Immen. Even though this was the 1800s, I've tracked down one of his descendants who still lives in the area, and his wife is the family historian. I'm hoping she can help me figure out what's going on. So, Kathy, it turns out that your husband's ancestors were the first settlers on the property I'm investigating. That's correct. Okay. I have a picture of them. This is uh, Samuel Shelton Inman. He uh, came into Texas in 1844. Did he die on the property? I'm sure he must have. Uh, there were no hospitals in the area. Was there a home already there when they bought the property? No, they built a home. This is the homestead, the old homestead. And as you can tell, it's very small. The family history that it was that he took in a homeless boys and gave them room and board for in exchange for work. And they all fit in this house? I don't know how they did, but I guess they were on the floor. So what else can you tell me about S.C. Yemen? He was a deacon in the, in the church, the first church in the area. I'm hearing like a church, but it's a barn. And like there's actually a lot of people are busy, just busy doing stuff. This is a long time ago. When would you? Like 18, shoot, 1860s, 1870s. You know? Like everybody's like sleeping like on the ground and stuff. Uh, there's sick people sometimes. Uh, there's sermons sometimes. I'm definitely getting a, lots of graves. And again, hearing cemetery. Now, what was it like in Texas back in those days? It was very rough, very rough. There were Indians and there were outlaws. There were a lot of bandits. There was a massacre in the 1830s, but it was a hard, hard life. Right, so they had to deal with all the elements. Yes. The outlaws, Indians. Mm -hmm. Droughts, Right. very common in this area. Well, it looks like they had a rough life. Oh, yes. I'm seeing, like, some guy digging a, digging a grave. So who's the guy digging it? Some little skinny guy. Uh huh. He was like a preacher or something like this. Mm hmm. He, he definitely is not a pleasant person. And uh, he killed him and buried him. I saw a skinny man kill another man, but I don't know why. 
He was also digging a shallow grave for him. Annie and Joel both say they're seeing dark shadow figures wearing hooded robes. I'm on my way to meet with a local historian to see if he can help me figure out who might fit that description and why they're on Annie's property. Place I'm investigating in Cedar Park. I'm talking to the witnesses that live there, and they're claiming to see people in robes and hoods. Uh, does that make any sense to you? The only thing I can think about with robes, there was some Ku Klux Klan activity here in, in Williamson County back in the 1920s. Like seeing a little old white house and like something with fire. They burned it down. They did. I don't know. I think those guys might have burned down a house. As I do my walk, I'm able to see what the paper people in the trees looked like when they were alive, and they're showing themselves in white hooded robes. I think they burned down a structure that used to be here, and they want to do it again. They're all white, probably like 10 to 20 of them, and like this place might burn down. The Klan was prevalent all over Texas uh, in the early 1920s, but it was particularly vicious here in Williamson County uh, and in the uh, Austin area, which of course is just south of here. What kind of violent activity did the Klan do down here? They would do anything short of murder and sometimes even murder. I mean, they would uh, uh, tar and feather people, they would beat people. The general goal was to get people out of the county. They'd burn down their house, they'd burn down their church, uh, you know, anything to uh, to try to take control and uh, like to get rid of people that they thought were undesirable. I get some uncomfortable gatherings. What do you mean? Probably like KKK. I think they want to burn this house down. And they're talking about it. Yeah, they really want to burn it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do they want to do that? Uh, because they don't like the people. The they people. just, they don't like them. I know that. And I think it might happen. While I was uh, interviewing witnesses, they were talking about Indians. Would that make sense in that area? Oh, yes. This area has been occupied really for 10,000 years. Those were pretty violent tribes back then. Uh, they were violent among themselves. I mean, they fought uh, the Comanches, fought the Apaches. Uh, uh, they had a long struggle for uh, control of, uh, of this part of Texas. A lot of Indian activity here in the central Texas area around the Cedar Park area. A lot of brutality, uh, a lot of death. There were a lot of entities lurking around the property, but the skinny man who was digging a grave for the man he killed stood out above them all. I saw a male, and he was very thin. Okay. Do you tell me about his eyes? Very light eyes, very light eyebrows. What's your impression of the rest of his face? Thin lips. His nose is very straight. He was not pretty. So Amy, is this, is 
this the man you saw? Yes. During the course of our investigations, Amy and I have no contact whatsoever. Now, we're going to reveal our findings to Annie and Joel. Now, Annie's been living here for about 10 years. We're here because she's experiencing some pretty bizarre stuff. Not only is she having experiences here, she feels she needs to be here. Uh, she doesn't want to move. She feels that she's drawn to this, this property. Joel considers Annie like a mother to him. He's a truck driver, but he can't go back on the road till he finds out if it's okay for her to stay or not. With that being said, uh, Amy, why don't you start telling us about your walk? When I first got here, I got that there were a lot of scattered bones, and it was both like human and animal bones. I kept hearing um, cemetery, 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 like over and over and over again. So doing a background check on the property that we're on, uh, I went back pretty far and Native Americans did inhabit this property. The Native Americans hunted here, they fished here, they lived here. They also buried their dead here. So when she mentioned about finding human bones, it didn't surprise me. And Annie's been seeing apparitions of Native Americans. I've seen them often on the last 10 years. Amy, what else did you see? When I entered the house, I was all of a sudden kind of inside uh, of a woman and viewing what she was seeing. And the woman was extremely angry um, because she was scared. She was screaming and yelling and throwing things at this thing that I saw through her eyes, which looked to be a shadow person. Oh boy. That's really what she saw. That's really creepy. Uh, so you saw this in the dining room? Yes, and it was actually a dead man. He was a pretty stocky, kind of chubby guy with a big kind of chubby face. That's my guy in the corner. I've been seeing him since I moved into the house. Did you know previous people that lived here? No. Okay. The man that lived here before, his name is Furman Goforth. He loved this house. His widow, Marlene, when I spoke to her, she said he died in the house. And he died on their anniversary of all things. Oh, Lord. Okay. That night when she went to bed, she saw him floating above her. Oh, wow. And not in his sick state, but the way he was. This is him right here. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. I see him in the dining room. I'm sure it's terrifying for Annie seeing a dead man like this in her home, but he's unaware that he's scaring her, and he poses no real harm. What else? I saw a building that's no longer here. Um, and it was like a church. 1860s and 1870s is what I got. They utilized it for like sermons and 
people were sleeping on the ground outside of it. And it was a church? Yeah. The first settler on your land here was a man named S.C. Inman. He started the first church here, and he was the deacon. What he would do is take in orphan boys and give them shelter in exchange for working on the farm. You see the size of the house? Yeah. OK, you can't fit no. more than a couple of people. So they had to sleep around it. I'm sure they were on the ground itself. Wow. No wonder why there were so many of them. OK. And here's a photo of S.E. Yemen. Joel, you had a really big reaction just now. Yeah. What's going through your mind? Yeah, I've seen that guy before. They look alike. I've seen him. You've seen him? In the driveway. Is that the guy who grabbed you? Yeah. I got touched. Angrily, physically grabbed. And pulled me forward. And all you could hear was, hey. And just to talk about it right now, it's got me really unnerved. Mm -hmm because it's got me scared to the point where I don't come out here at night. I've seen him too on my walk. And I saw that he killed a man. And uh, he was digging a grave. So who's the guy digging it? Some little skinny guy really, really, really hated the big guy. This guy was murdered. Well, you got to understand something. This is back in the 1870s when he, they settled here. They were fighting off Indians, other settlers. Mm -hmm. He's defending all his kids. It was a very violent time. Right. This was the wild, wild west. This is what it was here. Right. I got a good look at him, and he's the one I sketched. Amy says she saw the same dead man that attacked Joel. So if a sketch matches this photo, it'll prove to Joel that what he saw was real. I never know who it's going to be. So it's the first time I'm going to see it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh. That's him. Oh, my gosh. Joel, you think it's him? Yeah. The picture to me just made me feel like, like I just knew it was him. Okay, so uh, what else you encounter? The next thing that I saw was all of these people in the trees. And they looked like paper cutouts. If you draw a person on white paper and then cut it all out, they're like jumping from tree to tree to tree to tree to tree. And they make noises, like weird noises. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I know it's really bizarre. I know it's strange. And they were no. like, oh, OK. This is nuts. You just described it exactly. <laughs> exactly what I've been Really? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you couldn't get more to a T what I see. <laughs> you just confirmed I'm not crazy. Literally, I see exactly what I mean, you just like, described. Have you ever seen what you saw before, like that? 
No. Because it was tough for him to explain it, and then he it used is. those exact words. It's really, really hard, hard to explain. What how they, do you describe it? Yeah, exactly. So I did see them for a moment uh, when they were just regular people looking, mm -hmm. and there was a bonfire that wasn't good. They were all dressed in white. That's weird. 1920s, the Klan was really powerful yep. down here, right where we are. They burned down churches. They would actually tar and feather. Uh -huh. What? Everything you think the Klan would do, they did. That's how powerful they were. Uh -huh. Really? I did see them burning a house down. I did get the distinct impression that they would like to burn your house down. The reason being, they're disgusted by you. Could the fact that I did a lot of civil rights work in yes. the 60s have anything? Yeah, they probably are really repulsed by that. How would they do it? They'll make it look like an accident, so like shorting out mm. wiring. You've been having electrical problems here. She had a light bulb burst over the kitchen out of nowhere for no reason. I know that they can go into the house, but they were telling me that they couldn't because they were just so repulsed. Good. When I first saw the paper people, I was confused. But now it's clear to me that this is the form the clan members took after their deaths. They still haunt this place, and I believe they're just as hateful and destructive in death as they were in life. The big question is, is it safe for you to be here? I can't answer that, but Amy can. I would probably move. The reason is because there is so much here. And then you have the KKK, and it's so many people that they may accomplish their mission, which frightens me for you. So our investigation went well, and I hope we gave you the answers we were looking for. I know it was a hard answer, uh, but are you going to move? Yes, absolutely going to move. I'm taking her advice. Okay. She's had this unnatural pull to this place and it really disturbed me. So if she separates from this place, oh, her yeah, health will get a lot better. Improve, yes. Mm -hmm. I really hope that Annie and Joel follow through with their plans to move out. If not, I'm afraid that all of the entities inhabiting their property could put them in serious danger. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.